this morning and thank him and bless his name and say lord you are faithful father we thank you there is no one like you oh my soul And so, Father, we thank you this morning. Let your blessing be opened upon us all and give us your wonderful favor. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And the saints say a powerful amen. Please be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. I want to celebrate Barrister Bancoli and his wife for that wonderful healthy. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Please, can you stand up on your wife and shout hallelujah? God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. We celebrate you. Let's clap for them. You know, we uh, telling you last, uh, we told you last uh, Sunday that they sent their greeting appreciation for that uh, outing that they did for their father. The Lord will keep all the children in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You are welcome back to church. The Lord will protect you and bless the family in the name of Jesus. I want to celebrate CM and Ijobuki for that wonderful outing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, can you use Ijala to thank God? <laughs> wow, I thank God for your, for your life and the grace of God upon your life. That grace will continue to grow in Jesus' name. We celebrate you as a church. We appreciate you. And we thank God for your life. We thank God for your spirit. Both you and your husband. Very humble. Very loving. Very conimorous, you know. <laughs> very persistent. All these years. You have both followed me. The Lord will honor you in Jesus' name. And thank you for the honor you gave us. We really appreciate it. And we are not taking you for granted. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Say a beautiful amen. amen. Okay, let's clap for Ijubuki and the husband for a wonderful work that the Lord has put in their hand. The Lord will continue to bless that group in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray for them and I'm still praying for you and I thank God for your life. And there are so many things that I know about you that you don't even know. <laughs> That's the truth. That's why we continue to pray for you. The Lord will take you from glory to glory in Jesus' name. And you will always be honored in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alright, month of May has been loaded with activity almost back to back 
one outing or the other. Even yesterday, every day, almost every day in the month of May, we're having outing. The month of June, Sister Tokwe Oladejo is celebrating her 50th birthday. Even though she still looks 30 or 25. Okay, Sister Tokwe, stand up and shout hallelujah. Look at that. <laughs> okay, she will be celebrating her 58th birthday in this church. In this church, she said she wants it in this church on the 19th or 20th. On the 19th, 18th of June, here in this place. Please, I want us to celebrate her. Let's attend and make her happy. This is a family, this is the place here. And if you know where she's coming to this church, Kai. Kai. The day I, I, I decided to even locate her house, I said, from this place, inside of Typhoon Abbey, is it Kobo? Inside, inside. There was a day she was coming here, she fell on Okada, she still has him. Around the Navdak or Navsat, Navsat or something there, she still asked them to bring her to church. She was treated, she attended the church, church and she went back. God will honor you. As we are marking that 58th birthday, it will be another level of glory. Another level of favor. Another level of promotion. The Lord will keep you. You will see your children's children. He will answer your prayers in Jesus' name. And it shall be a day of joy for you in the name of Jesus. Let's clap for start up as he's moving to the ladder of 50. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, the month of June has been declared in January as a month of glory. Manifestation of glory. So, please, let's, what's it? No, talk to me. What's it? Your husband declared you this morning. He's wrong, Gabby. It's what? Ah, glory. All right. So, it's glory. So, let's come Wednesday. Thursday and Friday to pray. And the glory of the Lord will be made manifest in our life in Jesus' name. We are rounding up on the month of favor. And I'm going to be preaching on maximizing opportunities. Because anytime we talk about favor, we are talking about opportunity. Grace means help. Help means opportunity. Opportunity means favor opportunity means favor. And at times we have it and we don't maximize it. I pray that in the name of Jesus, okay, it's a month of manifestation of glory. So we are praying that we all be able to maximize the opportunity that God has given us in Jesus' name. Something turned my mentality some years ago in Psalm 23 Verses 1 to 3. I've never seen it that way before. The Bible says that the Lord is my shepherd. I will have everything that I need. He makes me to lie down. Where? Also, where I lie down is green. Where I am lying down is green. He makes me my resting place. He makes a resting place for me in green fields. So I have green fees around me. I have opportunity around me. My mentality shifted. 
I stopped complaining about my location. I started seeing the hand of the Lord in my location. When I believe that God has allowed me to lie down in a green place, the only responsibility I have now is to maximize the opportunity that God has placed there. Psalm 46 again, verses 1 to 5 and verse 11. The Bible says that it will help you. The help of the Lord will come from there. That is favor. In this Nigeria, the help of the Lord will come from here. In this city, the help of the Lord will come from here. The blessing of the Lord will flow to you. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. A very present help in trouble. Continue. For this cause, we have no fear. Even though the earth is changed and though the mountains are moved in the earth of the sea, though its water are sanding and troubled, and though the mountains are shaking with a violent motion, there is a river whose stream make glad the resting place of God, the holy place of the tent of the Most High. God has taken his place in her. She will not be moved. He will come to our help at the dawn of morning. God will come to your help this season in Jesus' name. Put it in verse 11. Verse 11. Look at what verse 11 says. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Look at what it says. The Lord of armies is with us. The God of Jacob is our high tower. God will help you. Turn to your neighbor and say, God will help you. You will not be disappointed in the mighty name of Jesus. In 1 Kings chapter 20 verse 42, the Bible uh, explains what it means to miss opportunity or to abandon opportunity or to not use opportunity. 1 Kings chapter 20 verse 42. 1 Kings chapter 20 verse 42. He said, then said to him, Thus says the Lord, because you have let sleep, you have let sleep, watch that word, sleep out of your hand a man whom I appointed to utter destruction. Therefore your life shall go for his life and your people for his people. God was saying here that there is a man that have a portion for you to capture and destroy. He's an enemy of God. But you let the opportunity sleep. You let it go. You miss that golden chance. You refuse to maximize that opportunity. See your life for his life. That's how valuable an opportunity can be at times. And that is the same way favor works. If you don't know how to maximize opportunity in life, you will not be able to enjoy the favor of God. There are so many people seated here that feel that they are disadvantaged. But they are not. The only thing is that they have refused to maximize the golden opportunity that God has given them in life. The problem is not about your location. The problem is not about your mother. The problem is not even about the reading of the palm of your hand. The problem is not about uh, your level of education. Most time, the problem is that you allow opportunity to go free. You refuse to maximize it. 
and you now begin to groan and say, ah, I don't know why everything is against me. The moment you begin to seize opportunity, you will see favor coming to you. And there are three things I want to teach this morning on how to maximize opportunity. Number one is expectation of favor. Always expect that favor is coming your way. The moment you believe that, oh, God will not be unrighteous. Something wonderful is coming. I may not see it now, but God knows how to turn this situation for good. God is going to bring favor my way. The moment you are constantly expecting the good hand of God, when his hand now rests on you, you'll be able to maximize it. There are so many people that are living in the land of plenty and they are suffering. You know why? Even though the land is green and good, they are not expecting the favor of God. And when you are not expecting something, there's no way you are going to maximize it or utilize it for good. Second Kings chapter 7, verse 4. The leper said, Let us go to the camp of the enemy. Paraventure, they will favor us. That expectation of favor. Let us go. If we sit here, we are going to die. If we go to city, there is family there. But there's a place where there is food. But even though they are our enemy, but let's expect favor. Favor will answer to us. I'm speaking to you this morning. It does not matter where you have been rejected. Always expect favor. Because you are a child that is born in due season. Before the end of this year, the table will turn. Every disappointment will be turned to appointment. Your story will change to glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. Always expect favor. This is the characteristic of people that maximize opportunity. They are always expecting something good. Man of God was sharing his testimony about his car getting involved in an accident and both he and his wife were there. And they could see clearly they were moving into the big river. And the wife started shouting, Jesus! Jesus! And he said, no, one Jesus is enough. That stone will stop the car. We will not enter the ditch. One Jesus is enough. God is not unrighteous. That stone will stop the car. I do not expect myself to die in this car. And the stone stopped the car. And nothing evil happened to them. But do you know there are some people, they have a symptom of cold. And they are thinking that, oh, maybe I have tuberculosis. They are constantly expecting evil. A little symptoms. They are afraid. Oh, this is what they said this. This is what they said that. I remember years back, one member of my church called me in emergency. Please come, 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 come. My daughter is grievously sick. This is uh, this, this is that. We rushed to Biket. Biket then is known for special treatment. And we rushed. And the doctor called me and the father inside. He said, you are suspecting something. He said, yes. The husband said, yes. The father said, yes. We are suspecting. He said, what is your diagnosis? He said, pneumonia. He said, you are right. The child is having pneumonia. It will be revived abroad. We do this and that. He said, yes, I know. It's pneumonia. It's pneumonia. Can't be anything less than pneumonia. The way was coughing. My spirit told me. And the elderly man, doctor, said, you are wrong. It's cold. Go and give him hot tea. And go back home. 
I can never forget that story. The problem is that most time we expect evil more than good. Even as we are seated in church this morning, only very few people are expecting good things to happen in this country. Even very few people are expecting good things in their life. You say, hey, me, uh, when you get to my turn, the fair will finish. I know. I know. When you get to my turn. Who told do that? Who told do that? Can't you shift your expectation to good things of life? Have a fisher for good things for yourself. Always expect good things to happen. Always expect favor to happen. When you expect favor, you meet favor. In Ruth chapter 2 verse 2, Ruth said, let me go into any field. In whose sight I will find favor. So as we are going out in the morning for what? Say, as I'm going to the office, let me see whosoever will show me favor because I'm a child of favor. And the Bible says, aha. It happened. Does he stop at the feet of Boaz? A kinsman redeemer. But she was actually expecting it to happen. She was expecting favor and she enjoyed opportunity. Your expectation will determine what you enjoy in life. You must constantly train your mind to expect favor. Acts chapter 3 Verses 3 to 5. Years back I preached on this. And the Lord showed me. He said look at that man. As they were bringing him to beg. At the beautiful gates. Peter and John were entering. Something in him said. Ah these people they are loaded. These people they are loaded. These people they can give me money. And he looked. At Peter and John. To receive something. To receive. He was looking at Peter and John to receive something. Actually, it's not at times the way you dress, you'll be addressed. The way you dress will determine what people are expecting from you. Obviously, they were not dressing like beggars. The man also was expecting. You can't be sitting down thinking that money will come without expectation. So, he was looking at them. And Peter said, Look at us very well. No distraction. And the man said, yes, I know. You are big. I'm expecting big things from you. And the man of God said, I have something to give you. Not sleeve and gold, not money. I have the authority to use the name of Jesus to effect a change. Ah. And the man said, what? He said, yes. In the name of Jesus, I preach. Rise up and walk. He did not only do that. He helped him. To stand up on his feet and he started working. But you know, that miracle started with expectation. You can't be praying without you expecting answers. That's why angels are surprised at times. Zachariah was praying and the angel appeared to him and said, your prayers have been answered. He said, eh, where will he be answered? He said, then why are you here? You'll be dumb and deaf until you see the child. Why are you saying nonsense? You are here praying. And yet I said your prayer will be answered. You say eh, God cannot do it. Say, why are you praying then? You must constantly be expecting the favor of God. No matter what you are going through today, 
it will turn to your favor in Jesus' name. Constantly have a vision of favor. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 to 16. We do not serve a God or high priest that is not touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He knows our weaknesses. He has accepted us into his beloved the way we are. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Let's come boldly. Let's expect him to help us and favor us. The appointed time of favor is here. The season of grace has come. Let's come boldly expecting to receive. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of Let's come boldly. Let's stop running away from grace. Let's expect God to answer when we pray. Let's expect good things to happen. Let us expect best from the Lord. Because God is good and in him there is no darkness at all. Let's have a vision of favor for our life. And favor will answer to us in Jesus' name. Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What are you thinking? Are you thinking the whole world will turn against you or the whole world will be for you? Do you know when you are thinking negative thoughts, even people that are helping you will suddenly become your enemy? Even somebody that is fighting for you, you suddenly become your enemy because your thought is always, ah, I know, ah. People that are helping you. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you are expecting favor, you will enjoy favor. If you are expecting grace, you will enjoy grace. If constantly you are thinking about disappointment, you are likely going to reap your thoughts. That's what the Bible says. Constant expectation of good things make favor surround you. Constant expectation of good things makes the favor of God to surround you. Constant expectation of good things does not bring disappointment to your life. Even when there is a temporary disappointment, you will know that all things work together for good. Genesis chapter 20 verse 2 to 7. And I will move to another point from here because this is a wonderful story about how God can perfect grace even in the life of an unbeliever. Watch it. Abimelech asked Father Abraham, is he your wife or your sister? Father Abraham said, he's my sister. Toasted the wife. Called the wife. I say, I'm suspecting something. Are you the wife or the sister? Even Mother Sarah, the mother of her said, ah, he's my brother. Father Abraham collected dowry. And they took Mother Sarah away. In the night, the Lord appeared. Put on verse 2, 20. Put on verse 2, start from verse 2. The Lord appeared. Now Abraham said of Sarah his wife, she's my sister. Abimelech king of Gerah sent and took Sarah. Verse 3. Look at what happened here. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, watch this. Indeed, you are a dead man because of the woman you have taken. For she is a man's wife. She is married. Watch it. Verse 4. But Abimelech had not come near to her and he said, Lord, will you slay a righteous nation also? 
Can you kill a righteous man? Shebi, they say you are God. A good God always performs good things. You can't say, I will die and I will accept. This is a Gentile. Verse 5. Put on verse 5. Verse 5. Look at what it says. Verse 5. Did he not say to me? Did he not say? This was a man answering God in a dream. Somebody that is not a believer. I'm not even going to the grace of Adai Abraham. I'm going to the grace of a non-believer here. Telling God, did he not say to me, sis, my sister? And she even said herself, said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hand, I have taken her. Me will say, God, me will say, me will take me, I can't cook me. God, you are wrong. Look at what God said. And God said to him, in a dream again, yes, I know that you did this in the integrity of your heart. For I also, I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not let you touch her. I know you are sincere, so I kept you safe. But now, I'm revealing to you, even though the man lied, I'm revealing to you that he's another man's wife. Return her. Now, if you now know how you reveal, that's when I will punish you and your entire household. Watch what the man did. The next morning, he called Father Abraham again and said, why did you lie to me? God appeared to me in my sleep. Take your wife back. Take the diary and take another gift. The message I'm preaching is this. An unbeliever said to God, you can't punish me in the innocency of my heart. You cannot do that. I do not expect you to punish me because I've not committed any evil. Would you know there are some Christians here that have not committed any evil? Yes, they are carrying the evil of their father. You see, enemy in my father's house, enemy in my mother's house. The seed that my mother see, the seed that my brother see. This man say, even the seed that I see, I did not know. So God, you can't punish me. And God say, I hear, I know, I know, I know that you are sincere. So I will show you mercy. He did something wrong innocently. And God said, because of that, I withheld you from sinning. And because of that, that is why I don't allow you to torture. So, I will give you mercy. Give you mercy. In his dream, he was expecting the favor of God. God said, you are a dead man. He said, no, I'm not a dead man. You can't kill me. Will you kill a righteous nation? I don't believe I'm telling God, will you kill a righteous nation? How much more you that Jesus died for? How much more you? Even when you see a dream that you die, you can tell God, God, how will, you, how will I die? When Jesus died at 33. Me too dying at 33. How can I die now? God, that is not fair now. You kill Jesus. The Bible says it pleases you to cross him. Will you cross me also in a mortal accident? It's not fair. And God will say, okay, I know. I know. Jesus died. You should live. And you will live in Jesus' name. The man was expecting favor despite what God showed him. And he enjoyed mercy. You too, you will enjoy mercy. Despite your negative dreams. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Say amen three times. Expectation of favor at all times. Whether in dream, whether in life. Lord, as I'm going to the office, I'm going in the integrity of my heart and the integrity of Jesus. I must see favor. 
You know, don't worry yourself about the sin of omission and commission. If you want you to do something, we reveal it to you. I don't say the sin tama atile tama atia atia ratate. If he doesn't want you to kill it, agbe se kumbe. Otera yeyo to escape. So stop, stop confessing. Is it tama? Is it tama? Is it baba? Is it doko? Leave all this wuru he said, I know you have done this in the integrity of your heart. I have kept you also from sinning. I kept you. I kept you. I kept you. I did it. I did it. If God kept an unbeliever from sinning, can't he keep believer from sinning? Come on. Say, I did it. So that you will not furiko me. God will keep you this week. You enjoy the favor of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number two thing that guarantee favor is prayer and thanksgiving. If you want favor to come upon you, you want to maximize opportunity. When you see opportunity, you also pray. Lord, help me to maximize this grace. You have to pray. Acts chapter 16, verse 25 and 28. The Bible says in the midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and they were singing. And people heard them. They were praying and they were singing. What does that mean? persistent prayer for help and favor. If you want to maximize opportunity in life, you have to be praying. You receive a letter, you pray on the letter. You are submitting a proposal, you pray on the proposal. <laughs> That's the way to get it, my brother. Not that they invite you for an interview and you go guru. You don't go guru. You say, ah, Lord, as I'm going for the interview today, let me be successful. Let it work well for me. Anyway, I, know, I know my wife, most of the time when she's going somewhere, an embassy, a proposal or something. Say, please lay your hand on it. Pray on it. This thing must be successful. It shows that you desire success. Prayer is a proof of desire. Don't say, my friend, if you pray that you want it, God will do it for you. If it matters to you, you will pray about it. Then it will matter to heaven. If you don't pray about it, it's a sign that you don't want it. It's a sign. So, Anything that you need, wherever you need favor, you need done and pray about it. I've seen people pray here. I've seen people pray. I've seen people pray. Sincere prayer. After they finish prayer, they will still come to me. Pastor, I pray. I pray. Confirm my prayer. Like Anna confirm. That is a sincere prayer. Whatever matters to you in prayer, it will matter to God in heaven. But what we do is that we are expecting favor. We want to maximize opportunity, yet we are not praying about it. If you know a job will be an open door into greatness in your life, you are going to pray about it. We have a God that answers prayer. Paul and Silas pray. Unbeliever heard them. Probably they even mock them. God has a way of teaching me Bible. Some practical, some in dream. And I will tell you, God has a way of teaching me. If you are in prison, when police say it is difficult to pray, very, very difficult. We are coming from Bauchi during June 12th, and the Aousas in Jos had they were killing, they were killing their brothers in Lagos. So they went out to be looking for all the Yoruba around. So the governor of of uh, Plateau quickly sent an army and said, Anywhere you see Yoruba or anybody around traveling. Put them into the barrack. So they stopped our fan. 
majority of us were coppers and they directed us to the army barrack first. We thought it was a small thing that, okay, they would lead us to continue the journey after a few hours. After the crowd was getting larger, they started to put us in a room and were many. My friend, I could not pray. <laughs> I could not. I was pacing up and down. <laughs> I was blaming myself. I was blaming God. I was I could not pray. Then I remember Salah is the last prayer and sang. I said, sing here. I can't sing, oh God. All songs disappear. I was like, oh, the song. I, I could not remember any song. What can we do by any? And nobody sang a single song throughout the night. They release us the next morning. And then I remember, ah, Paul and Silas, they had faith. <laughs> they had faith. For them to be singing in prison and be praying, ah, they had faith. They had faith. They had faith. So, and what God is saying is that anytime we are in any trouble or we are in any opportunity, what we should do is that we should pray and sing. That is the only thing that will help us maximize the opportunity. They pray, and the Bible said there was a great earthquake. The foundation of the prison started shaking, and all chains were loose, and the Lord opened doors for them. That's how to maximize opportunity. No matter where you may find yourself in life, is it a good place to pray or a good place to sing? Praise the name of the Lord. If you can't sing, pray and cry. Pray and cry. The rich even cry. I also pray and cry. I sing all my now songs to encourage myself in prayer. I will say sing in Yoruba. I will sing in English. I will sing. Tell him I don't know what to what to say again in prayer. Lord, I don't know what to say. I'm praying. And you know when you pray, God answers. And we maximize opportunity. You will maximize the opportunity that God has given to you. No matter where you are today, is a good place for you to pray. Second Chronicle, chapter eighteen, verse thirty to thirty-two, and Mark chapter ten, verse forty-five to forty-six. Verse forty-five. The blind Bartimaeus shouted and cried more. Okay, Second Chronicle eighteen thirty. Now the king of Syria had commanded the captain of the chariot who were with him saying, fight with no small man or great, but only with the king of Israel. And they pursued Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat cried. He cried. Cried to God and cried to people. I'm not king of Israel. I'm Jehoshaphat too. This siege must be turned. And the Bible says they had. Even the enemy had his prayer. And they turned. And they left him alone. So when you pray for help, help will come your way. Don't think nobody's hearing. Even the enemy. Because the instruction was, <laughs> I, I think I've shared this story with you. Fight no one except the king of Israel. So when they were going to battle, the king of Israel said, I will disguise as nobody. But you, wear your kingly robe. I don't know the prophet that told him that. So, and <laughs> and the structure at the other camp is that so when they get to the battle thinking that he was helping the man all the enemy's arrow were targeted against him 
He dodged the first, dodged the second. This is not a dodging issue. He started running. <laughs> and as he was running, he saw. Ah! Why should enemy pursue me? More than the world now. So he started shouting, I am Joseph Hart. I'm not king of Israel. No more Kawasho Banyo. Help! 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 And all of a sudden, as he was crying for help, the army turned. The affliction stopped. When you don't pray, you are not asking God for divine intervention. I have said before, when you pray, it's a sign that you need intervention. When God decides to intervene without you asking for help, it will be seen as an interruption. So pray. Prayer is a sign of humility. Prayer is a sign that you need God. Prayer is a sign that you want help in that area. Ah, Lord, this money is going to be serious. Help me to say to it. And God will hear you. Because he's your father. He will hear you. So pray and thank God. Whatever it is that is bothering you, the Bible says you should come to God with prayer and thanksgiving. Pray to God. And God will hear it. Don't carry worries and worries and worries and worries. You know, at times when you think your thought will be jamming each other like traffic jam. Oh God, you need sleep and prayer. Sleep and prayer. Just, I don't want to think. Lord, just help me. And it will help you in Jesus' name. Mark chapter 10, verse 45 to 52. The Bible says, Blind Bartimaeus cry. Son of David, have mercy on me. They say, shut up. He does not have your time. Shut up, he's busy. Shut up, he's not for people like you. The Bible says, he cried for help the more. He has a vision that he wants to see. But he also pray that God will give him attention. Are you listening to me? Even in Luke chapter 18, about a widow that was praying to revenge, get vengeance from his enemy. The Bible says he was coming repeatedly, praying. He said, when I come, will I find faith or heart? Faith, Jesus was talking about, means people that are praying to me for help. That should not be difficult for you to do. The only person you have is God. Then you cry to him. And he will help you. This week, God will not disappoint you. I will read two more on this and I will go. Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. They that wait upon the Lord. He will do what? I can't hear you. What will he do? May the Lord renew your strength. May you fly up mountains like eagles. Every obstacle like eagles. Have you not known? Have you not had? Okay, put on verse 30, 29, 29, 29, please. 29. Okay. It gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, increase strength. Verse 30. Quickly. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. Verse 31. Quick, 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 quick. But they that wait. But those who wait on the Lord, he shall renew their what? Their strength. They shall mount up with wing like what? Like eagle. They shall run and not be what? They shall walk and not be what? What does it mean to wait upon the Lord? To expect him to answer your prayer. That's what it means. You are praying. Lord, you are the only person that can have me. Lord, Lord, help me. And he will help you. Do you know that some of you, 
You take God's law and you magnify your uncle. Yeah, you say, or you take God's law and you magnify your job. You have forgotten the fact that God is the source of all blessing. If God will not touch the heart, they will not bless you. So when you need something, the first person to call is God. If God answer you, men will answer you. Are you hearing me? So make sure you pray. When you want to maximize opportunity, you pray. Every opportunity has been given to you, you pray about it. Lord, let this opportunity work. An opportunity will work in your life in Jesus' name. I'll read the last one and we go. Exodus chapter 2, verse 22 to 25. This is another mystery. You should not forget this. Exodus chapter 2, verse 22 to 25. Look at it. Exodus 2, everybody look up. 23. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Everybody get this revelation. Now in Exodus chapter 1 verse 7 the Bible says the king that knew Joseph died. Another king that they thought would get better reign was worse. Another one came was worse. This is like the story of Nigeria. <laughs> we are going forth and back. Next government. Catch it. Change it. Catch it. I go PDP. I took go PC. I can't agree a court. I said, someone will go. Any kind of I can't tell our journey. I'm off for the world. Because you can't do better. They are the same. They are the same. They said then that Jonathan is a, it's because he read zoology. Come economy. Come security. He's not a retirement. He's not a retirement. He's not a retirement. He's not a retirement. Today they are begging Jonathan. At my part, I say, I don't see the mask. What do I do? I say, no. Our professor, you know, our professor, what can I mean? He will have no value. Why do you know? Come, why me, Lord? We don't. That was what happened to the Israelites. They were changing kings, but this, their story was getting worse. That's what the Bible says. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage and they cried out. And their cry came up to God because of bondage. They said, no, no, no. We don't believe in kings again. It's only God that can deliver us. They were thinking that one day a king that will honor Joseph, that will free them from bondage will come. He never come home. It was from one trap to another trap. One problem to another problem. So they say, eh, enough of human being. Let's cry to the Lord. And the Lord heard them. And remember the promises he made to their father. And the Lord said, I will deliver them. My friend, if they do not pray, they will not be delivered. In fact, we heard in prophecy that God said they will be in bondage for 400 years. The time they pray was 430 years. They were spending 30 years extra in bondage. So God had their growings and God remember his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac and with Jacob. Verse 25. Verse 25. Quickly verse 25. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God acknowledged them. Another translation says, God looked at them with compassion and honor. God will favor you in Jesus' name. When you pray, God will look down upon you with compassion and favor. That's how to maximize opportunity number two. You pray for it. Lord, me will fair shellason, me will fair walason. 
I don't want to live anyhow. I want to have this. You pray to the Lord. It is by prayer that you prevail. Not by complaining. You pray. Because, look, even on our children, if you leave your child and say, and you be shocked. You be shocked that you don't pray for him. You be shocked. Whatever you don't pray about can become anything. But when you say, God, this is what I want, this is what I desire, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I desire, God will hear you. Because I see so many of us, we are just giving up. Things are not moving on well. Just give up. My friend, you can pray and change it. Pray to the Lord for help. And we hear you in Jesus' name. Okay, number three way to maximize opportunity is through the learning or the knowledge of God's word. When you understand God's word, it is easy for you to maximize opportunity that comes your way. And I was talking to the workers about understanding God's word today learning and understanding God's word we help you to maximize opportunity Luke chapter 7 verse 11 to 16 Job chapter 14 verse 7 and 9 verse 14 put on Luke chapter 7 verse 11 to 16 and Job chapter 14 verse 7 and 9 anyone you see first we can read it and maybe we read two more and we go Okay, look at what it says. Now it happened day after that he went into a city called Nain, and many of the disciples went with him, and a large crowd followed him. There was a woman here that was carrying her only child that was dead, and Jesus had compassion on her. And Jesus told people that were carrying him to stop. Jesus will not only do that, Jesus said to the boy in the coffin, rise up. Jesus was speaking the word against every sorrow. How do you maximize opportunity? It is by hearing the word. You must be loaded with God. You must be hearing things that will suppress every attack, every evil. You must be hearing it. You must be hearing it. And Jesus changed our story. Whatever may represent a negative story in your life today, the word of God will change it. Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Job chapter 14 verse 7 to 9 verse 14 and I know you have read it several times. Job chapter 14. Look at what Job says. Job 14 7 to 9. Put on Job chapter 14 verse 7 to 9. For there is a hope for a tree even if it is cut down that it will sprout again that its tender shoot will not see. Somebody say Amen. I can't hear you. Though his root may not grow old in the heart, though his root may not grow and his stump may die in the ground, what happened verse 9? What happened verse 9? Put on verse 9. Quickly. Yet at the strength of water, the coming of water, it will board and bring forth branches like a plant. What Job is saying here is that, and I will show you what he meant so that you understand it in verse 14. He said, through the coming of the word of God, there will be hope again. There will be growth again. There will be manifestation of blessing again. So even though the branches are cut off, the root die, but you keep listening to the word. The Bible says the word will cause you to grow. That's how to maximize it. That is why anyone the devil will kill, he will first remove it from the word. 
Because you know the power of the word of God will cause you to be fresh. If you keep hearing word of faith, word of grace, say now I commit you to go unto the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you your inheritance among them that are sanctified. If you keep hearing a particular word of grace, word of grace, word of life, word of faith, word of grace, word of life, word of peace, before you know it, the word itself will manifest in your life. But the devil says, hey, I've been hearing for too long, my friend. Keep receiving the word into your life. It will change your story. Look at verse 14. Yet at the scale of water, the body came. Bring forth branches like a plant. Now, verse 14. Job 14 14. Look at Job 14 14. If a man die, shall he live again? If I'm alive, all the days of my heart service, I will wait till my change come. In other words, Job said, I will never give up on the word. I will put myself under the influence of the word of God. I will wait and my change will come. Say, Pastor, I hear you. You can't be listening to it and it will not affect your destiny. Your destiny is tied to the word. The word that you listen to will influence your life. Because the word will influence your thoughts. And your thought eventually will influence your behavior. Say, I will wait until my change come. Ruth chapter 3 verse 1 to 3. My daughter, shall I not find rest for you? Oh, that man there. That man there is your kinsman. Go there, wash yourself, do this, do that. And he will tell you what to do. And what happened? The woman's story changed, oh. She became the landlady. But by the revelation of the word of God through Naomi. You never know what God has apportioned to you until you listen. Your story is in the Bible. Your story is in the Bible. Your relevance is in the word of God. Once you keep listening, he will give your own personal instruction that will take you to the top. He will give it to you. There is nothing you ever need that is not written in the Bible. You will find it there. One day, your own message will come. And when your message comes, you will know, oh, this is my message. And that message will change your story. It will change your story. I pray for you this morning. You will never be broke again. The word of God will become your supply. Every day, freshness from heaven in Jesus' name. Unstoppable grace or ending grace through the word of God received in Jesus' name. I don't know whether it was when I was sharing the centurion in Matthew chapter 8, verse 8 to 10. The centurion says, sir, you don't need to come to my house. Just give me the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus said, I've never found somebody like this in Israel, a man that will depend on my word. Jesus knew what he was saying. You know, so many of us, we depend on so many things, even in church. Some of us are in church today because of connection, not because of the word. We just because of the connection. So I in church. So when the connection is not there, am I going to church? Because that's what you are looking for. You are not looking for the word. But the centurion was looking for the word. Let me get a word. And that word is enough for me. That word will heal my servant. And the Bible says that Jesus said, many people will come as strangers to God's house and they will take your blessing away. They will sit with Father Abraham. They will sit in the kingdom of heaven. And the children that are supposed to enjoy the blessing, they will be cast out. Man, 
have it the way you want it. That's what Jesus said. Your servant is ill. And he got up. They started jubilating. He said, no, no, don't jubilate. What time? What time? And he discovered that his servant was made old at the exact time that Jesus gave the word. Can you see how powerful the word is? You can only maximize the opportunity by learning the word of God. Hearing the word of God will help you to maximize opportunity. Some people are so endowed. They have seen people in this college, oh, students that are blessed. I mean, they are just loved. I was telling my wife yesterday, I said, this boy, what his brother is doing for him, I'm not even sure I can do it for my brother. Nothing to be loved about him. Absolutely nothing. Character wise. He way wise. Everything way. But this boy is stupendously loved. Toba sin lesson. He will send the money to carry the coat. Which kind of love is this? But you know, the love become nothing. When the boy cannot hear the word of God, I know that this is an opportunity for me to grow. You begin to bastardize the love. Waste the love. And if care is not taken, he might not even finish here. Instead of the love helping him to grow, the love is the word. Spoiling him. Spoiling him. You see, people that have opportunity and they don't have the word of God, they use that opportunity to destroy themselves. That, that's what they do. God has given you opportunity. But because you are not somebody that is humble to hear the word of God with it, you use that opportunity to destroy yourself. Use it to destroy yourself. But people that have opportunity and they are hearing the word of God with it, number one, they are humble that this grace is not from themselves, it's from God. Number two, they learn how to maximize it. They maximize it with humility. The word of God keep them safe in their time of love or success. You will not miss your treat. Your steps in life in Jesus' name. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. We must all maximize opportunities that God has given to us. The grace of God, the light of God, the opportunity of God has appeared to all of us. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I will not miss my opportunity in the mighty name of Jesus. It's my season of opportunity. I will maximize my opportunity in the name of Jesus. I will maximize it through your word. Through the hearing of your word. I will never abandon your word. It is your word that will preserve me and preserve your favor in my life. Lord, I receive grace. To hear the word. Because the word. Will tell me what to do. With opportunity. In the name of Jesus. I will not spoil myself. With opportunity. I receive grace. To hear your word. In the name of Jesus. Raise your two hands to heaven. See, I am a child of favor. I am constantly expecting favor. Favor will answer to me. My life will not be difficult in life. In the name of Jesus. My path is loaded with success. My path is loaded with grace. No evil will befall me. I am a child born in this season. 
I am a child of grace. I am a child of grace. I am a child of favor. Favor surround me from home, from abroad. I'll be remembered for good things in the mighty name of Jesus. No evil will happen to the righteous. No evil will happen to me in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and say, Lord, I am constantly expecting God's favor. Let favor answer to me at all times in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your favor answer to me at all times. I am a candidate for grace. I am a child of grace. I will enjoy grace in the name of Jesus. Lord, this week and for the rest of this year, favor will surround me like a shield in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Now let's do this quickly. Raise your two hands to heaven. Make a request to God concerning the rest of the year. We are moving to June. June, July, August, September, October, November. <coughs> if you are not running as fast as you desire, you can tell God, Lord, woman, Lord, help me. Help me to succeed. Help me to achieve success. Help me to win more. When you pray, we answer. If it matters to you, it matters to God. Let's cry for help. No matter where you are, it's a good place to pray for help. Lord, help me. Help me. There's help for the weak. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord Jesus. Help me to have results. Help me to live a healthy life. Lord, I don't want to get tired so easily. Renew my energy. They that wait upon the Lord, you will renew their strengths. They will mount up with wing as eagle. They will run. They will not be weary. They will walk. They will not be tired. I don't want to be feeling tired. Lord, you walk for his own when they sleep. When I sleep, renew my energy. Renew my agility. Lord, strengthen my body. I see I have so much to do. Lord, help me. Give me supernatural strength. In the name of Jesus. Let's pray to the Lord today. Whatever matters to you, it matters to God. Commit your ways unto the Lord. Commit your job unto the Lord. Commit the week unto the Lord. Commit your journey unto the Lord. Commit your children unto the Lord. Commit your exam unto the Lord. Whatever you want God to do, commit it unto the Lord. The Bible says, and he will bring it to pass. In other words, he will answer you. Commit it unto the Lord and pray and say, Lord, I want to be successful. Help me. Help me to do it, Lord. Let there be divine intervention in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help me. And help me. The children of Israel, I cry to the Lord. They were not happy about their suffering. And the Bible said the Lord had them. And remember his promises. Lord, remember your word over my life. That you will keep me in all places. You will keep me wherever I go. Lord, keep me. Give me strength and keep me. Keep me with your grace. Keep me with your power. Keep me, Lord Jesus. Keep me because of your spirit. Keep me because of the assignment you have given me. Keep me because of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, help me. And help me. 
in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, Father, give this book success. Give me success. The servant of Abraham pray. Say, Lord, give me success today. Let's pray, Lord, give me success this year. Supernatural success in my endeavor. Give it to me, Lord. Give me success in Nigeria. When they are mentioning successful people, let my name be there. Let my name be great. Honor my prayer today. Don't let me be frustrated. I don't want to be among the poor in the land. Put my name among the rich. In the name of Jesus. There's nothing wrong for you to pray for success. The servant of Abraham pray for success. Pray. Let me be successful. Don't depend on your ability alone. Pray to God for success. And we help you to succeed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray and pray and pray and pray. And pray. Lord help me. In Jesus name we have prayed. May the Lord answer your prayers in Jesus name. And give you the petition of your heart. In the name of Jesus. Say amen three times. Genesis chapter 24 verse 12. I like to read this to confirm that there is nothing wrong for you to pray for God to help you or to succeed in life. You know, I learned some people are writing there and say, I don't know what is happening in church today. They pray for success. Who do I pray to? If I can't pray for God to help me, who do I talk to? Should I join APC? Or join PDP? They say, I don't know what church is turning to. My friend, we are turning to God. And if he's the only one that can make us successful, we are going to pray to him to be successful. There is nothing wrong for us to pray to God to help us to be successful. And God will help you. Can I hear your amen? Who will you pray to? Is it not God? Put it on Genesis. Okay, the thing has gone, but let me read it here for you. Genesis chapter 24 verse 12. The servant prayed to God. He prayed, Lord God of Abraham, my master, please be my guide today. Be kind to my master. Favor him. As you have promised him. Another one say, Give me success today. There is nothing wrong for you to pray for success and prosperity. In fact, God wants his children to be successful. Psalm 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy. Let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified. That have what pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Much more than what you see outside. God wants to be successful. He wants to answer your prayer. And I pray for you this morning. As you pray to God this week, God will answer you. Amen. He will guide you. Amen. You will be successful. Amen. You have a reason to be happy. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Anytime you pray to God for success, remember Genesis 24 verse 12. The servant pray, be kind to me and give me success today. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, be kind to me. Give me success this year. Don't let people tell me as a failure. Maybe you don't know that people there's a time some people say, Oh my fail. Uh, don't let people tell me as a failure. Lord, be kind to me. Give me success this year. In the name of Jesus. Let me be super successful. That's what makes me shine. I want to shine, 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 shine. Make me successful. And I will be successful, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I don't want to be a failure. I want to be successful. 
God's way. Lord, do it for me. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. As he has promised you, he will answer your prayer. Your prayers will not fall to the ground. The Lord will answer you. And you have a reason to rejoice. Lord, because of Jesus, answer the prayer of your people. The Bible says, if we be sons, then we can cry, Abba, Father. Daddy, give it to them in Jesus' name. Answer your children's prayer. Let them come back next Sunday with a testimony. Whatever represent a mountain before them, before the end of June, clear it up in Jesus' name. We read in the morning that you spoke the word and you met the mountain. Whatever represent an obstacle, Lord, met them away in Jesus' name. Met them like butter. In the name of Jesus. Everything that looked too big for you to climb, the Lord will make it small. It will help you to climb mountains. You will not be weary. You will not be tired. It will strengthen you. The Lord your God will help you. It will not abandon you. You will be super successful. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we have prayer. A beautiful clap offering to the Lord Jesus, our helper. Our maker. Hallelujah! He's a good God. Amen. Yeah.